They call me the cannon. Hammer and Hank might run for uh, elected office in Indiana. Henry Aaron, who died this week, toilet? No, no. Hammer and Hank, the lawyer. But big rips to Hank Aaron. Oh, uh, the the call the hammer? Yeah, the guy with the rolled up dress shirt and like massive beefy forearms. Yeah, why not? (laughs) The guy who lives on the I-65 corridor. Yeah, they'll just vote for the guy with the thickest neck who's on the ballot. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if I had no no idea of any local politics, I'd be like, yeah, I'll call the hammer on this one. Yeah, hammer's got to figure it out for sure. Man, rest in peace to uh, Salino of Salino and Barnes, who could potentially run for the senatorship of Maryland. Who would Illinois have? Ted Lerner? Uh, I I don't know who. Oh, Peter Francis Geraci, of course. Oh, yeah. What, what Ted Lerner? Glenn and, Lerner is a lawyer uh, for you. Type well, two 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 twenty two twenty two. All right, Zach, you're kicking us off this week. <laughs> oh, welcome to a Midwest podcast, a narcissistic pursuit of our ideas on sports, pop culture, and Luke's questionable taste in soccer jerseys today. My name is Zach, and I am joined by a sassy footballer. Uh, I'm Luke. Uh, I am Toilet. I am a different kind of sassy footballer. Flush. Uh, speaking of flush, we were talking off air before we hopped on here. We got a couple birthdays coming up, so this is the perfect opportunity to wish our sweet prince, Sack, a happy early birthday. Ah, damn it. I was going to say that at the end of the show. Uh, you were the first. Let, you me be the, let me be the first yes. to accept your happy birthday. Hey, so here's my idea, Zach. You know when you go to the restaurant and you say, oh, we're celebrating a birthday today. Pretty exciting. Hey! Don't know if, uh, you know, the the agenda this weekend calls for a trip to a physical restaurant uh, where people would be singing to you, but I wonder if you order takeout over the phone and you tell them it's your birthday. If they <laughs> you a tiny little cup of ice cream with a candle so you could sing to yourself at your house with your wife and your dog. Oh, no, I, thought I, thought, I yeah, I thought you could put them on speakerphone and they're gonna do like the Applebee's like happy, happy birthday, happy birthday. Like the they can't sing the actual happy birthday song because they have to pay for the rights for it. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Who who owns the rights to happy birthday, by the way? Uh, Disney, probably. Uh, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. And there isn't any wait staff in the restaurant either, so they have to go into the kitchen. <laughs> it's like, Chef, we have to sing it. Get the fuck out of the kitchen. I am not singing happy birthday again. I don't care. It's that same kid again <laughs> maybe they'll just write it with uh chocolate frosting or ketchup on something depending on what you order maybe that'll be the compromise did you this is you a guys... fucking sonic no <laughs> one comes here for their birthday <laughs> did you did you guys ever pull the fake birthday prank as a kid in a restaurant uh, as a kid you should do it as adults college <laughs> students especially <laughs> oh do tell I mean, you just go and you tell the uh, server that it's someone at the table's birthday. You get a free dessert. Like, That's how that really works. Fucking sure, one of you really has a birthday today. No one ever checks. That's the thing, and I always get too anxious. So I count like the couple days before and the couple days after because you might not go to dinner <laughs> on your like my birthday's on a Monday this year. I'm probably not going to go out to dinner on a Monday. Also, yeah. dining options are incredibly limited near me. Nor do I really want to be in a restaurant on my birthday uh, this year, but. Um, I count like the couple days before and the couple days after. Is that fine? Yeah, that's totally yeah. fine. Birthday yeah, week. You get to, yeah, birthday birthday week. So you get like the three days before, four days after kind of thing? 
kind of build sure. it into both. Like whatever you want to call it, man. Okay. I, I say as long as you're within an actual week of, then okay. I think you're fine. Okay. So we're like, I the... used to like, like toilet. I used to do, we used to do by birthday on the Super Bowl Sunday, like a big birthday yeah. Yeah. Um, party. And, you know, sometimes that might fall eight days after my actual birthday, but sure. You know, we can celebrate by throwing all the money you're going to get for your birthday down on the Chiefs because they're going to kick the shit out <laughs> of the Buccaneers. Uh, do we we want to go right into football? No, right no, off the top? no okay. let's, let's let's go somewhere else. Okay. Um, I, I don't know about you guys. Um, I, I noticed this phenomenon, um, not for the first time this past week, um, because it happens every time one of these places opens. But I feel like as Americans. For whatever reason, we have a collective amnesia of what Chick-fil-A is whenever a new one opens like relatively close to their house. And I say that because a new Chick-fil-A opened in Bucktown um, at a absolutely horrendous intersection of Fullerton, Elston, and uh, Damon Avenue. You have to be kidding me. They opened a Chick-fil-A at that intersection? Yeah. That's a horrible uh, spot. Every yeah. Chick-fil-A, every Chick-fil-A has a crossing guard that's on the payroll. Like, you can't get a crossing guard in that area. No, you can't get a crossing guard in that area. And the reason I say that we have Chick-fil-A amnesia is because the weekend it opened, it was fucking slammed. And yeah. I mean, like, there was traffic around the block to the point where not Chick-fil-A crossing guards, not Chicago traffic enforcement, but actual Chicago police officers were directing traffic around this Chick-fil-A. And this Chick-fil-A has a double-decker drive through to, like, funnel people in and a staging area for the drive through in their lot. And it was still, like, around-the-block traffic to get into a Chick-fil-A. A Chick-fil-A. I, I know and the answer. Go ahead. Go, no, go ahead, Toilet. I know the answer is not what I'm going to ask, but when you said double-decker drive through I imagined a vertical one. <laughs> and that would be awesome. To get my chicken sandwich delivered from 12 feet in the air would be a reason just to go to that Chick-fil-A. So something for them to think about. Yeah, I mean, that would honestly make it worth it, but only if you got sent through like the, the double-decker, like up the like ramp. Like a slide? <laughs> yeah, yeah like a parking garage like multi-tier like skyscraper chick-fil-a that's just drive throughs yeah um, guys don't give awesome. away don't give away all of our ideas for free <laughs> we're gonna be so rich this year i'm writing this one down <laughs> double decker chick-fil-a okay so take the vertical idea of having two drive through lanes and now stack them on top of each other boom but there are 10 chick-fil-a's within chicago city limits and five within a mile of this chick-fil-a and yet it like is doing such banner business that it necessitates cpd who have a lot more pressing issues on their hand might i add than directing traffic going into the fucking chick-fil-a in bucktown so do we just forget what Chick-fil-A tastes like every time a new one opens or what? Because I was going to say, I, I I would have gotten a little cynical and said, well, that's like sort of like a, maybe like a, a, a north of the Mason-Dixon sort of reaction to getting a Chick-fil-A. But even down here in our town, we have four, we have four Chick-fil-A's that I know of. There could be even a fifth. 
and it's still i mean it's still the same thing dude it's like a huge grand opening cars like out the out, out the parking lot into the street like that crossing guard who's on the payroll who's probably actually employed by like the police department but like just hangs out at the chick-fil-a every day like that guy's always there like it's it's crazy i i agree i agree with you i think there is like an like a, all of a sudden we're just like tripping over our dicks just to go there <laughs> The only parallel in the suburbs, in the northwest suburbs, is the uh, Portillo's in Chamber yes. that I know Yeah, of. a golf road. Yeah, has like a dedicated uh, uh, traffic director. But my, my thought is, I know Luke is with me on this, and I think Zach is against me on this, so two, two to one. Uh, Chick-fil-A is significantly and incredibly overrated. It is okay. It is fine. It is I, would, fine. I would say, I, I think it's good, but I, I kind of agree with you in the sense that it's overrated. Yeah. Right? Like I yeah. think it, I think it's gotten to the point where the chicken sandwich is now a lot more competitive as a fast food item than it used to be. Yeah, and it was the year like of the chicken boutique, sandwich. Yeah, even a, even a boutique chicken chicken sandwich is pretty good. Like I had a I had a boutique one today and it was, it was great. Yeah, like Zach, you're in chicken heaven down there. So I, if I lived where you lived, I can't even imagine ever going to a Chick Fil A or maybe even a Popeyes because I would just want like the real like the the straight diesel stuff. Well, you have access to. Luke will Luke will will agree with this and he'll back my take, but there's actually one that not a lot of people know about north of Mason Dixon. It's called Zaxby's and it's actually mm. far more elite than Chick-fil-A. Ooh. I was Popeyes. Popeyes. That's that's a fast food place. It's not like the local Nashville fried chicken places. Yeah. No, yeah, it was like started in Georgia and it's like kinda like all throughout the southeast. And I think they're as far north as like Indianapolis. Mm. Which is know. the deep south. Is, the is, is Raisin Cane's also a chicken place too? Yeah, that's not really big down here. This this is like Zaxby's country. I think Raisin Cane's is like the <laughs> Welcome to Zaxby's country. Get the fuck out of here, Popeyes. Go back to Louisiana. Everybody sort of has their 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 pockets, and I think that Raisin Cane's is more of like what the rest of the world thinks would be like a southern chicken establishment. Because I think Raisin Cane's is like really popular in like the Northeast. Is uh, Bo Jangles down by you too? Yeah, but they're usually attached to to gas stations, so I kind of Ooh. avoid gas station fried chicken. Yeah, a little low quality. Have I don't know, of, man. Have you guys heard of PDQ? People dedicated to quality. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> no. So their big thing, they opened one in Schaumburg. Their big thing was they had like all of the condiments, like any kind of sauce you could desire, <laughs> but they still had like very average chicken. This is a chicken restaurant and not like a talent placement service, right? Correct. It is a chicken restaurant <laughs> and it's like, oh, we have all the condiments. And it's like, yeah, I pretty much have all the condiments at my house. I'm not coming here for <laughs> condiments. I'm coming here for good chicken. And it was not good. And they are not open anymore. So that, that, that has been toilet. That has been a dream of mine. And I guess I always had it centered around opening up like a, a french fry related joint but like kind of like leaning into like the dipping sauces and then yeah. i guess the food is the vehicle but it sounds like this isn't probably not a good idea no you're not that far off because that's sort of whataburger's angle they have the spicy ketchup that they're known for and like the honey sauce and stuff like whataburger is big on the dipping sauces too and to a lesser extent in terms of why they're known Chick-fil-A as well. Um, what? What is it, Zach? Oh, I before kind of like right before COVID hit, I had to go to, so speaking of Whataburger, we went to 
San Antonio for a wedding, and it was one of those ones where we did um, we did the bachelor party like the night before. So we went to Golf and, yeah. and had some had some uh, had some Bud Lights, and then went to down went to downtown San Antonio, went to the Riverwalk, and 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 got some got some uh, margs, and then we got back to the hotel, and we were like, if you I don't know if you've been to San Antonio, but like kind of like it's not a big city at all. No, it's like it's very not. sprawl. It's like it's huge, like as as tall it's, as Chicago is. It's the ninth is, largest population wide. in the U.S. Yeah, it's it's wow. insane. I didn't know it was that big, but it's like sprawled everywhere. It's like a series of. It would be like if all of a sudden, like eighteen Schaumburgs just decided we're gonna make be one city. We're gonna be mega Schaumburg, and like that's just. <laughs> <laughs> it's just San Antonio, it's just, Texas. It's mega, mega Schaumburg. Schaumburg. But uh, we, we we had a Whataburger that was pretty close by. We couldn't get an Uber in time, so we walked like down a very busy the side of a very busy highway at like two in the morning to go get to go get Whataburger. Uh, Pre COVID times, man. Cars going by at eighty five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was the um, idea to do the day before bachelor party because everyone is kind of transient and all over the place and it would be more convenient to have everyone in town for the weekend rather than have two separate traveling? Yeah, it was. And then, like, also, uh, I, I think there's maybe, like, there's a bit of, a, like, a uh, cost part to it as well, too. I don't think they really wanted the, – the groom didn't really want to do a huge weekend. Yeah. But, I mean, it was it was a blast. I mean – we got him pretty. We got him pretty, pretty drunk, but he was good to go for the next morning. I mean, it was like it was pretty awesome because it was a it was like an evening Saturday wedding. So like we were able to like fully recover and then get some hair of the dog before the uh, ceremony started. Yeah, well, you're in your later twenties. You know what you're doing, and you you know you don't yeah. have a really shitty, terrible friend who would make you fly somewhere for a bachelor party and then again travel you know close to six to eight hours for their wedding. So. Yeah, it it absolutely would not be me. Yeah, Luke, you're going to be hammered for like a week. You're going to have like a week-long bachelor party. I mean, four of the days are just going to be by myself, drinking absinthe <laughs> in my house. <laughs> I'll hallucinate all you guys. I'll, I'll drop a couple tabs of acid and uh, drink a little absinthe and on my own bachelor party. <laughs> Zach, remember when you integrated with the tree? No, No. (laughs) I do. (laughs) Uh, I see another uh, tangentially related bucket of chicken topic here. Does this connect to our uh, discussion on Chick-fil-A? Well, I I guess. I mean, it's, yeah, it's tangentially related, but have, when was the last time, I think this was because I saw like 45 million advertisements for KFC and that like talking bucket KFC ad I've seen like so many times because I'm watching football until my eyes bleed. Nice. But the bucket of chicken, like when was the last time you think you got a bucket of chicken as like a meal? Just a, just a, not not I'm not talking chicken sandwich doesn't count. Yeah. Chicken fingers and nuggets don't count. Just a be a bucket of like drumsticks and thighs. I did that probably for a Mother's Day a couple years ago when my mom and my aunt were living together. They requested uh, you know the standard twenty piece bucket with like fourteen sides, eight hundred biscuits. <laughs> Like, I, I don't think I ever eat the biscuits when they come with it. And then, like, the next day, it's, like, hard as a rock. Yeah, you, you, yeah. Them, you could use them for an NHL game. Yeah, you can't even, like, like cover it in hollandaise sauce or, like, sausage gravy and, like, salvage it. It's just, like, it literally needs to go, like, in the trash. Like, the dog even, like, chews on it. Like, they can't even, like, swallow it. They need to, like, 
gnaw on it a little bit and like chip off little flakes of biscuit. Yeah. Well, I think it was always one of those things where like I could honestly tell when like mom had a long day at work. It was like, oh, we're going to get a bucket of chicken for dinner tonight. Or the power went out and we have to go get chicken from the KFC in Lake Zurich. Yeah, I was going to say recently it's a party move. And for the party, oh, it's it, yes. it's it's great because we just roll down to the Popeyes, get a bunch of pieces of chicken, the biscuits. You're good to go and it tastes good. And guess what? Fucking everybody likes fried chicken. <gasps> it, he gads. I know. It, it's something that just everybody likes. And while the biscuits are um, pretty bad the following day, um, if you're looking to lighten up, uh, pulling apart some of those pieces of chicken, throwing that shit on top of a salad, you're basically, it's basically a health food the next day. <laughs> Love that. It is good. Fried chicken, if you put it in the, in the fridge and eat it cold the next day, it's mm. good. Yeah. It's low-key good that. move. Uh, we got another food topic on here, Luke, that I know you're really excited to talk about here. Oh, are, are we going to do a little story time right now? Yeah, I think it's story time. Yeah, and it's, I'm, I'm in for story time. I'm in for some monkey business. Okay. Um, well, I have a little article here. Um, courtesy... It's really little. It was a nice, easy read. I, yeah, I enjoyed it. It wasn't a 45-minute uh, think piece from yeah. uh, The Atlantic, like your yeah, usual articles. <laughs> Lib foul. Uh, no, and this is uh, courtesy of USA Today as of one twenty-five. So I guess uh, USA yesterday. Am I right, folks? Oh, but Target has joined several other retailers in dropping a Thailand-based company's coconut products, following allegations that the company um, is using monkeys to harvest the coconuts unethically. Um, Target will no longer carry Chacoa Chauco? Chauco. Good enough. No free ads. Yeah, good enough. Chauco, I mean, you wouldn't even be able to find it, even if this was an ad. Um, coconut products in its stores amid allegations that the manufacturer had used monkey labor at its coconut farms. Um, the retailer said it pulled the product from shelves last year, um, but they recently publicized the decision. Um, Costco and a bunch of other um, retailers have also followed suit. Um, guys, I, I just want to like say that's like basically the beginning and the end of the story. Like this farm or this coconut producer in Thailand was using monkeys to harvest the coconuts, which would be processed into coconut milk um i want to say that i am anti-animal cruelty and based on some of the longer articles that i took a look at on the subject it did seem like the conditions that these monkeys were being kept in was substandard like small cages when they weren't working they were like chained to tires and like a bunch of bad shit like that but but, <laughs> but whoever the guy was who pioneered the idea of like, okay, I'm going to have a coconut farm and I'm going to train monkeys to climb up the tree and pick the coconuts is an entrepreneur and an innovator. 
Um, Business this, Luke. <laughs> did you? Did you? I mean, did you see he was also having tourists come by and take a look at him too? Yeah, but they were I, hiding the monkeys when they came by. Yeah, um, I mean, in South Asia, I mean, I'm sure you've probably seen this in like Planet Earth or some of those other nature documentaries. In South Asia, monkeys like this are kind of like pests. Like they're they're constantly going into markets and stealing food. They're like climb in your windows and shit and take food from your counters and stuff like that. They're all over the place. Sometimes they can be like pretty aggressive, like seagulls or something like that. So for this guy to take like a bunch of local pests and train them to like work and like produce coconut milk is like if a uh, uh, owner of the Nabisco factory in northern New Jersey trained raccoons to make nutter <laughs> butters. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the Chicago oven and pizza grinders like trained a bunch of rats to like to like step on the tomatoes or something like that. It's like if a brass recycler in Texas like trained a bunch of magpies to pick up shell casings (laughs) so he can make more shell casings. Just yeah, trained a bunch of grackles in Austin. And bats. Yeah, bats. Um it did Luke, this did remind me though of there it's kind of a thin line, I guess, between what is acceptable animal labor and i guess what is not acceptable animal labor right so you know i was thinking like horses for example they're like they're they're chained you know they're they're chained to tireless plows and mm. and then you know they they have to live in stalls that are barely bigger than themselves but you don't see PETA going after them yeah they have well, the foreman budweiser yeah, commercials exactly <laughs> and, and I, I was thinking about this too like in terms of uh what needs to happen to animals in order to get product on target shelves. Monkeys picking coconuts is like by far not the worst thing that needs to happen because they're not just straight up slaughtering the monkeys <laughs> to get the coconuts. And I'm not saying like, you know, improving the conditions for these monkeys is bad either. Cause like you can make incremental change without taking eggs and milk and shit off the shelves and not be a hypocrite. Like, that's okay, I promise. But like, so ahead. so you so you want to go uh, want to go unionize the monkeys? Yeah, that's what Thailand. I'm saying. We need a labor union for the monkeys, <laughs> and like, I, I understand that they're bringing tourists there, but like, wouldn't it be like a much better tourist attraction if the monkeys were happy and yeah. the owner of this like farm set up like a jungle gym and the monkeys could like eat strawberries and shit and be happy and gallivant and gamble about the jungle gym as opposed to like doing flips chained to a tire? This seems like a much better consumer experience all around. The monkeys I, I, need a labor union. <laughs> I just like envision, like when one monkey is like done with his shift, and just going over and like chain smoking like the monkey from The Simpsons. <laughs> we are officially throwing our hats in the ring, monkeys. If you can hear us in Thailand, we're happy to represent you. Yeah, um, I'm with Team Luke here. Like, if you had just like improved the conditions for these, oh monkeys, yeah, and thrown some of these videos on Instagram, and then actually like paid people to actually like help, you know. Like support the monkeys, like get more coconuts, produce more product. You probably could like double the price of your product, and people would eat that shit up. People oh, love yeah. animals combined with product. Exactly. Yeah. To- toilet and Luke. This reminded me of. Do you remember seeing the video of the ducks from the vineyard 
in South America. So like, yeah. Okay, so so if you haven't, so for the viewers who haven't seen it at home, it's just a, like adorable video of like seven thousand ducks being released, and they go run out into the vineyards in the morning, and they just eat pests all day. And people are like, oh, that's cute and adorable, and they're like, well well-maintained and it's an attraction and all that stuff and so like the playbook is there the playbook is there for the monkeys like this is a really easy decision for us we for, go start a coconut water company in thailand no I... let's just do it in florida <laughs> real Perfect. estate's cheap <laughs> now, now 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 okay now we have to bring this definitely has never hurt the state of florida before ever when we bring over <laughs> invasive species that yep. multiply very easily yep not like the uh what is it the burmese python that's like destroyed the everglades exactly but we're gonna bring over these just like rat monkeys and we're gonna have them climb the palm trees in naples and the grandparents are gonna take their kids there their grandkids there and they're gonna love it uh this is really funny but uh, well this isn't funny at all uh this is a side story but speaking of monkey sanctuaries in florida um maddie's parents have a painting from a chimpanzee from a sanctuary in florida that was released <laughs> after living a life of <laughs> testing uh vape products <laughs> like this monkey lived in a cage and smoked jewels its entire life <laughs> And was released to a sanctuary, and uh, they have a painting from this monkey. <laughs> uh, it's sorry. so awesome. That's an amazing piece of art. I don't know why I'm laughing. This monkey has lived a very sad life. Um, but going back to the ducks, what's the name of the fucking hotel that uh, has the ducks that swim in the fountain in the lobby? And every day they do like a parade from the ducks from the garden to the lobby. Oh, the Hampton Inn. Oh, the Grand Budapest. <laughs> no, I know what you're talking about. I've seen the video. They do the, they like all the, the geese, right? I thought they're geese. Whatever. Aquatic they, they bird. S- they, st- they do like a, they have somebody who plays one of those like, dr seuss things that has like 17 symbols and like a piano attached to their back as they lead as they lead these geese away the four seasons total landscaping hotel yeah well luke while you look that up toilet i have a another uh well, i looked that we... up i have a homework assignment now fine <laughs> while you research that um so i don't know if you noticed but the name of this company i think we need to uh I think we need to have an intervention because mm. um, it's called Thepa Dung Porn. Mm. So I think anytime you kind of put dung next to porn in the name, kind of got to maybe reevaluate the name. Yeah, you don't need to like walk the the consumer directly into a dirty place. Um, yeah. You kind of want them to kind of go there on their own. Like oh. you could probably find some bad Google searches if you did Thepa Dung Porn. Wait, uh, before we get too far into Thepa Dung Porn, Zach, I counter your homework assignment with a field trip. The hotel is the Peabody Hotel in Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, so you go and see the Peabody Ducks. <laughs> yeah. The the price for uh, this weekend is $67 a night. Oh. So go for your birthday and see the Ducks take pictures and uh, tell them that we have a brilliant idea for a coconut monkey harvesting company if they're interested <laughs> In uh, vertically integrating their animal attraction market. Oh man! So these just ducks just like shit all over the carpet and everything mm. in this nice. 
hotel. This hotel looks really nice. Well, they roll out a red carpet for them every day. I think they shit in the fountain, but I assume someone's <laughs> job is to clean that fountain. I do love ducks. Ducks are an underrated bird. And I'm pretty sure at the end of their life, they're fed so often by people coming back from their continental breakfast with a waffle that it's the world's highest quality foie gras. <laughs> <laughs> there's just more reasons for PETA to get on our case it's another layer to the vertical integration <laughs> well I don't Ooh. know if you noticed at the, at the bottom of that article though there's a couple I think Kroger and Albertsons still haven't dropped this so on brand for Kroger yeah you're so on brand for Kroger I was like you know they're, they're gonna wait until they get a cheaper option like I don't know like coconuts harvested by giraffes or something like that like they're just they're waiting until like they have something where they can charge two cents less like coconuts harvested by deforesting the palm trees with a bulldozer it's like sh- shooting an uzin on millimeter into a tree and then it's like picking up the like coconuts that have fallen you know how much like, you know how expensive ammunition is man you could be shooting uzis at trees <laughs> All right, boys, do we want to do football? Uh, Can we take a quick break? Uh, We're about an hour in, not by the clock, but by how long I've been sitting here. Okay, yeah. Cool, BRB. Fucking charged up tonight. Right before this, I put in roto eye drops. It's like the smelling salt of the eyes. It brings me all the way back to high school. What about high school? Like being young? Not a drug guy. <laughs> uh, definitely not trying to uh, clear out my uh, bloodshot eyes. We, we never do such a thing. Sorry, Mom. Uh, Zach, are you prepared for me to stunt on you? He's not even in the room. He's know, already cowering in fear. Sometimes he can hear me. Can you hear me? No. Oh, he can't respond because his mic is there, but he can hear me. All right, so this is the perfect time. Zach, I did my taxes today by myself in under an hour. Did you use the form itself, or did you use like a TurboTax, H&R Block type tax oh, software? Oh, software for sure. <laughs> okay. Oh my god, by paper? No, that would be savant level shit. <laughs> Filling out a ten ninety nine savant level shit. <laughs> savant level shit. Oh, he didn't oh, he even could... have his headphones on. Oh damn it. <laughs> what? Uh, I gotta repeat my segment. Oh, ha 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 ha. Very funny toilet. Great segment. Thank I hope you. you guys enjoyed the uh, jazz music you just heard. I, I haven't played jazz for like the past three times. I know, it's just funny. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this next sea shanty. I hope you enjoyed that sea shanty that Luke just played. Um, I wanted to drop a quick note to our uh, 10 key prince. Are you ready to be uh, blown away, Zach? Go for it. I'm going to blow your goddamn mind. Okay. I did my taxes today. Woo! In under an hour. Thank you. Good for you. Numbers, man. You're doing numbers. great. You're working numbers. well with numbers. 
Yeah, I've been using the same exact software since I was 16. So they have saved all of my historical records. So really, it's as simple as entering in like the new numbers for the new forms I get every year. Quick, quick, giving away the industry secrets. Thank oh, you. Okay. Sorry, <laughs> no, sorry, kidding. sorry. No, that's 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 good. That's good though. That's like what you. That's what you want. You want to you know build things up and roll them over and 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 just build on the build on your uh, experience from the previous years. Yeah. But if you're like a, a Jason Bateman Ozark type situation, then you definitely want to reach out to your local CPA professional. Yeah, definitely. If you're doing things that are questionably legal, you probably need to have a criminal accountant. Um, taxes aren't in the Constitution, and I do not recognize the legality of any document other than the Constitution and the Second Amendment. So therefore, I don't pay income tax <laughs> and the Articles of Confederation because I want people to think that I'm smarter than I actually am. I just and attach a I just attach a copy of the uh, Constitution of my tax return every year. <laughs> I, I don't see tax code in this, brother. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let Let's do it. Championship week has come and passed. Mm. Got some zesty takes. Mm -hmm. uh, toilet, why don't you kick us off? Okay, um, I will build on my uh, take from last week. I'll start slow because I know Zach has a pretty spicy one coming up. Um, oh, it's been brewing, all right. Here's here's what I think, guys. <clears throat> Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman are just fucking terrible. Really? I'll correct you on that one. Okay. I think you're wrong. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll hear case, you sir. out. Here's my Here's my claim. Um, anytime there's a flag, like I, I used to not think this, I used to actually kind of like Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, but I think Troy Aikman like has become a geriatric overnight because he is just like, anytime Dude. there's a flag, he's just like, well, I don't know. Like, we're going to have to see what they think. And like, just like, we'll go like super non-committal. I don't even know what play was in reference. I know exactly what you're talking about. He was really low T for this round yeah. of the playoffs for whatever reason. I'm not sure what was up, but his performance was significantly uh, diminished this time around. I don't know if he got like a bad night's sleep, if he took an Ativan before the broadcast or what, but he was not doing well. And not really offering any insight either. It's not like he yeah. was just drunk and spitting. He was just like bored. I don't know. Who, so who Tony Romo's him? Because Fox is going to have to do that at some Peyton. point. You think you think it'll be Peyton? Yeah. Or Drew Brees. Or Drew oh, Brees. He's not. Yeah, he's not going to be. He's going to. He's not going to be that good. I mean, he'll probably he'll take Corey the Aikman and Tony Romo aren't very good. That is Tony, not. I that like is Tony not the Romo. box you check. The box you who check do you is like? being who a Who do you like? Who do you like? You're gonna Who say Alan like? Chris. I like Alan Chris. I like John Madden. I want. Yeah, John but Madden. that's like that's like saying I love Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. You're just not gonna get more versions of that, though. I like Tariko. I think he's fine. He's not great. People make fun of Tony Dungy, and Tony Dungy's not great either. But he's okay. If, if you're gonna if you're gonna accuse, if you are going to accuse Troy Aikman of having low T, then I have I and, yeah, and Tony you think Dungy Tony is Dungy is better? Fair. I can't even. I God help you, man. That's fair. That's First fair. of all, we all know who we. There's like tier one A. I would say is Al and Chris. Uh, like the ultra top tier is Kenny Moose and Goose. 
<laughs> I was well, I was gonna say I think like I think the moose like that's where Drew Brees like swoops in. I don't know. There's Cutler who has been waiting in the wings for a while. Okay, okay, fine. We'll get to Cutler. But I do believe Olson. Cuddy would be Cuddy would be an under the radar great color man because he would not care about shitting on people. Who Nate is? Burleson did a pretty good job in the Nickelodeon broadcast. I don't want to. Like... I did. Yeah, I, I thought he did a great job. Um, I don't know the the names of them. I know one guy is Daryl. I think it's like the CBS B team. Uh, they did the the. Um, I think they did the Bear Saints game. Oh, uh, Ian Eagle? No. Daryl something. <laughs> Ian 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 Rand Eagle. <laughs> The Bears Saints game, I only know that Noah Eagle and uh, Nate Burleson did because that was the Nickelodeon broadcast. That's I. That's I, and I didn't know that. That's Ian Eagle's son. Yeah, Noah Eagle. Also, uh, Ian Ian Eagle. Um, he is the. Oh. I think he's a play-by-play guy for the Nets. Yeah, he is. Uh, Luke, this was the group you talked about: Kevin Burkhart and Daryl Johnson. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's I like Kenny, Moose, Kenny Moose and Goose. Yeah, yeah they're we fine. Love- We've had so many Kenny Moose and Goose games as Bears fans over the last like ten years. We're yeah, always it's pretty that- cold down here, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, four Italian beefs this morning. Uh, we had uh, Al's and Portillo's and Gene and Jude's. I can't believe that they made him the face of Men's Depends. That was like the best branding integration of all time. Was making Tony Saragusa the face of Men's Depends. <laughs> Does he still do sideline reporting? I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, I think I he died. Oh shit! <laughs> no, he's he not dead. Let's do a quick search. Is he dead? Who does the Westwood One broadcast for the Chicago Jeff Joniak? Jeff Joniak would be oh great yeah. play-by-play. He must be like hideous or something because his play-by-play rocks. Okay, I love uh, I love Thayer, the color the color guy for the Bears. He's awesome. He's like the closest thing we get to like a Ron Santo Homer incorporate like you know a, a Homer incorporation. Uh, here's a fun game. How old is Tony Saragusa? Sixty-one. No, nah, I have his thing up, so I'm not gonna say. I, it's I not guess that old. Sixty-one. It's not that, it's not that old. I would have guessed like seventy. The dude's what? fifty-three. Okay, <laughs> guys, he was playing when he was playing when we were like in high school. Is he dead? <laughs> 53 look man concussions are a serious issue in the nfl until will smith solved them <laughs> wow he had 22 sacks as a defensive tackle that's impressive tell the truth tell the truth um okay uh, super so that, bowl champion too what, what else you guys got um i mean i have some like more in-depth takes from the game well, itself more so from the nfc championship game than the afc championship game yeah the I nfc champs yeah, Go the ahead. AFC Championship game. I mean, after when it when it got to like fourteen nine, I kind of like stopped watching because it was like the Chiefs did the same thing. They're like, "Oh, thanks for showing up, Chiefs!" thing that yeah. they did last year, We're and then all of a sudden they, yeah, nine zero, and then it's fourteen nine, and like all of a sudden Allen like looks worse than Mitch Trubisky. I I honestly. Hear me out. I think that might be a strategy. Like we're gonna play super conservative at first. Maybe we'll oh get yeah, rope dope, and then we're gonna play so loose, and we're gonna be so we have nothing to lose. Like, yeah, it's gonna rope dope you. Yeah, it's a, it's like rope dope because then like your 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 opponent all of a sudden like comes hot out, hot out the gate 
feels good, and then all of a sudden the momentum shifts so quickly that they all just they panic. Yeah, are the are, yeah we just we just we just art award the Buffalo Bills toilet. Yeah. The way, like, if you're the Bills, you have the way that you have to beat the Chiefs is that you have to be like inch perfect on everything that you do on offense, and you've got to get like a big play at some point, either on offense or defense or special teams or whatever. What? What are you giving me eyebrows for? Because I said inch, inch perfect, <laughs> Mister Perfect Inch. Mm. Um, and as soon as Allen was like overthrowing screen passes by throwing the ball too hard and <laughs> they had that play like where yard sack. yeah, oh. the receiver tipped it and it got intercepted in the red zone and then brought back to the other 30, the game was over. Like they needed a big, they could have like pulled it out in the fourth quarter if they got like a pick six, but that's not going to happen with Patrick Mahomes. It's oh, going to yeah. happen even less often than it would with Aaron Rodgers. How about, like, we have a super mobile quarterback and we have some decent weapons. Like, let's just kick let's kick field goals inside the 12. That works against Pat Mahomes, right? Someone who hasn't lost by multiple scores since Ever? 2016 when he was on Texas Tech with, like, a <laughs> shitty Texas Tech team. Yikes. Yikes. Uh, the thing that stood out to me about the games is how many drops there were. And there were I know a, there were a couple prominent drops in the Packers game that kind of sealed their fate, which was unfortunate. But I, I, I don't feel like this stood out in the first round of playoff games or the second round. But I don't know if the stage is a little bit brighter. In the we didn't dedicate an entire segment to one specific drop from the first round of the playoffs. I know, but that like that's a you know fifth string receiver. Like if if you put if I put a gun to your head, like is Javon Wims going to catch this ball? I probably would have said no. Like, <laughs> there's no way. Professional athlete. Why do, why do you have open? a gun to my head? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been using that phrase a lot lately. I don't know why I, I am. Um, All right, gun to your head. What is the answer to this math problem? <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, there's just been, like, oh, like there were, like, multiple drops by, like, both teams in, like, very prominent spots. Yeah, so, totally. Yeah. I thought that Devontae Adams drop. Um, I think it was like it was it was like the second. Uh, I think there was a second red zone trip in like the yeah. f- first quarter, and yeah. it's that play that him and Rogers connect on like all the time. Yeah, and he dropped it, and then like all of a sudden, it was just the harbinger of the rest of the of the rest of like their red zone experience yeah. for the for the re- for the game. Like it just was like Rogers going to Adams, and like nothing was clicking. I I don't know. It was like weird. Like it just derailed their mojo. Like right off the right off the bat, it was just like one kind of like okay, this is like a this is a timing and a feel play, and yeah, we have it like down like the like the back of our hand, but you know, there's you still have to execute. You know the the just the absolute worst part of the Packers losing in the NFC Championship game is I was really looking forward to going to work on Monday to gloat and be a shitty Bears fan because at least that is the one thing that I have right now. And all the Packers fans at my work were just sad. And I couldn't even enjoy any schadenfreude because they were just like, yeah, Aaron deserves to go to a new team. Like he. What? Bullshit. This is that. This is this is like this is this whole like Packers bullshit mentality where they're just like next man up at the quarterback. And I'm like, I'm sorry. That is not how the NFL works. 
Like, do not take this for granted for what them. you've had for the last 20 years. I know. Thank you very much, Toilet. I appreciate <laughs> you pointing that out. But this is, like, not how it actually goes. And they're like, oh, well, you know, when we're done with quarterbacks, we'll just go pick one off from the quarterback tree. Jordan These Love is going to be trees. a Hall of Famer. I mean, I like, kind of feel like jobbies a- hanging on the jobbies trees. Oh, we're just going to go pick one of those off. As a Bears fan, like I'm like, okay, Chuck Pagano's gone, like whatever. Like we'll we'll just promote this guy who used to be like the scout team runner and we'll just have another great top ten de- like I honestly think that. Like, yeah, we'll be a top ten defense again I, next year. Like whatever. I actually don't hate that hire. Like, I don't get either. a young guy in who's gonna like do some like good scheming stuff. And I saw a good Twitter thread from an unverified account, so I'm like done. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Great hire, guys. But no, 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 Charlie, that was my dad. That was my dad's scapegoat. Whenever there was like anything going wrong, he'd just yell Pagano. Just would yeah. scream it. That was who he was blaming everything on. Yeah. Um, I, I have a couple of uh, notes from the uh, Packers Bucks game. Ooh, big J move. Thank you. Um, Equinimius St. Brown is the name of one of the uh, Packers wide receivers. Equinimius basically means cool under pressure, so he that's not, pretty cool. But he dropped he dropped that two point conversion. He dropped he that not- two point conversion, which first of all, like I'm not going to blame him because that was the first in a series of poor coaching decisions from Matt Lafleur, who Lafleur, who really big brained himself. But he did have like a sick touchdown catch, which is when I noticed his name. So. I do, I do know who EQ St. Brown is because I, I drafted him in my League of Dorks, my rookie draft a couple of years ago from Notre Dame. He's named after a very cool Outcast album, so that's cool. St. <laughs> <Saint> Brown? <laughs> it's not a Quemininius. <laughs> I know, it's just a joke. <laughs> um, it, th- they said that there were 20,000 fans in the in, at Lambeau Field and it appears that they handed them 20,000 trash can lids to make <laughs> yeah. noise with. They handed them a metal sheet to bang on the bleacher in front of them. Yeah. I'm shocked those didn't get thrown onto the field after that PI call. I thought that was like, with slop trays for them to eat out of. <laughs> <laughs> like If that's Philly, those are getting thrown on the field. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Like Maybe it's like pushed t- on and yeah. then thrown on the field. <laughs> they're they're making a pretty big racket. I wonder what they were made out of. They I, sounded like popcorn on the um, broadcast. Luke, to your point, um, one of the uh, Devonte Adams wasn't technically a drop. He like caught a ball in the back of the end zone, but he didn't drag either foot down. Alan Lazard was wide. He was wide, he was wide open. open. Yeah, in dude, the wide open. Yeah, wide open on the slant. Like Aaron Rodgers, like. I get, like, if you're a, you know, NFC Championship game, everything's on the line. Like, yeah, I'm probably going to try and force the ball to Devontae Adams because everyone else on my team kind of sucks. Yeah, is and Aaron Rodgers kind of, locking on to a wide receiver toilet? That's what I'm saying. He did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, if I did, if he, if you don't think he did, tell me. But I thought No, I did. I did. I'm making fun of it because that's what everybody says about Mitch Trubisky. He locks oh, on to yeah. wide receivers. So we're, yeah, never, we're never allowed to criticize Aaron, though. No, of course not. But, like, that definitely happened. And then Tom Brady, which it makes a lot less sense because the other wide receivers on his team are very good as well. 
Um, yeah. All three of his interceptions were balls, like jump balls lobbed towards Mike Evans as he was getting sacked, <laughs> except for the one that went off of Mike Evans' hands. It's like, what are what are you doing, dude? Like, you're the guy who makes the right decision and throws the ball away. Like, why are you, like, throwing up these prayers off your back foot as you get drilled? The, and, the like, announcers were there to make the excuse for him. Yeah, that's... Uh, they they were that, right like, there to carry that water. That, so, that's when he was right, with that's the right, Patriots... Troy. Yeah, that's why Troy was tired. He was carrying all that water. (laughs) When he was with the Patriots, you know, he would make the efficient play. Um, But but here on the Bucs and Arians offense, you know, he's uh, uh, been given the opportunity to take more of those chances. That might not that might mean not being quite as efficient. It's like, shut up. He threw three picks on jump balls because he's trying to force it to Mike Evans. He's 42. Like, at least he doesn't have noodle arm like every other 42-year-old that's ever existed in the world. Like, he could get it downfield. So, you know what? Like, he might throw some picks to Mike Evans. Fine. The Bucks defense was ready for the Packers, and that made a gigantic defense difference. Yeah, like the, the Todd Bowles, Eric Bieniemy are, like, making, like, the strong case to be you know, obviously they should be the finalists for, I think the Eagles and the Texans are two of the head coaching jobs that are left over. Eagle, um, no, Eagles hired someone, hired oh, Nick Sirianni. Did. It's just basically the Texans. Okay. Um, but like, I don't know, like, I don't know if permission to go there. Granted. Go there. Like, Zach, you brought this up a couple weeks ago, like fucking like Bill O'Brien and um, Adam Gase and like these retread shithead yeah like offensive mastermind geniuses. Like why are these guys getting second, third chances when you've got Eric B and Todd Bowles got fired in the jets. And I, I don't know if that was more of a he went 10 and six with like, the jets. Like he went 10 and six. Like these guys who have like clearly like proven that they know what they're doing. Like to give these like terrible guys third and fourth chances and not give these other guys. I know Do I'm you- like, advocating for Todd Bowles who like, would be a second time head coach. Yes. But like you just said, like it sounds, it looks like he definitely deserves a chance to like run. Todd Bowles and Jim Schwartz deserve a second chance before Bill O'Brien and Matt Nagy in his second chance retread. That's bound to come in the next three years. Oh my gosh. Let's just do a really quick poll. Where, where's the Matt Nagy landing spot? Like who, who is he coordinating with? Like offensive coordinator for what team? Uh, like the Buccaneers or something, somewhere where he doesn't have to <laughs> call plays. Like, or I don't like know. an understudy to the head coach kind of thing. That's that's my thing with Bienemy too. Is like Bienemy has a great resume, but he's also a non-offensive play calling offensive coordinator with Patrick Mahomes as the quarterback. So yeah, the offense looks really fucking good. And but here's the thing: like Tyreek Hill could fuck around and win the hundred meter dash in the next Olympics without even training for it. It'd be a tight Sorry. race between him and Scotty Miller, but um, <laughs> I saw that tweet. I saw that tweet going around too. Like, yeah, let's look at world class athlete against like IHSA <laughs> athletes. Yeah. Oh wow, he's really fast. Like my point is, like, uh, no, I, it. no, I think I think no, totally, I think very few, very few businesses and industries do you see where like retreads are this acceptable. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Like you wouldn't see if somebody, if somebody like failed miserably at, um, I don't know, just like, you know, Bear Stearns. (laughs) Bear Stearns. Enron. (laughs) 
they're probably not going to get that same job somewhere else. Yeah, they might get taken care of, like a board position or something ceremoniously because they have friends who are like, hey, I know you need a golden parachute. <clears throat> John Fox, Ernie Accorsi. That was a fucking disaster. But yeah, I mean, like, there's this, it's like something about the NFL where it's like, we're just going to hire comfortable rather than say, like, let's give Sean Desai a fucking chance. You know, like, maybe he is the next. Vic Fangio, or maybe he's just average, you know, I don't know, you know, maybe yeah. he's Dowell Loggins, but on offense, but on defense, Dow. like, but again, another guy who I have no idea how he keeps getting jobs. He must know so many dirty secrets about Adam Gase because he just keeps following Adam Gase everywhere. Yeah. I think that's kind of what we're learning here is that like people hire their friends and people, people hire people that they know because they're afraid of hiring people that they don't know. And that these like shitty people like Adam Gase just must be really good at playing cards or like be a generous tipper at restaurants or something because they're <laughs> getting all these like Jason Garrett getting to go coordinate with the Giants and making the Giants like they're they had a solid defense, but their offense was dog shit. Yeah. And the offense that he ran or oversaw in Dallas was dog shit. I guess like if you're boiling football down, you basically have like personnel, which is controlled by the GM. And then you've got like culture and scheme, which is pretty much controlled by the coach. And Matt Nagy came over to the Bears and he brought zero culture other than dancing in the locker room after winning. Cool. And he brought over zero scheme. Cool. Yeah, well, I saw, I think that's why they brought like they brought they clearly brought Fox in after Tressman because they're like, look, we might go three and thirteen, but like we're not going to have this culture issue like we did before. So yeah. what he did, what does he do? Okay, he cleans it up, and then they say, okay, fine you're not really the scheme guy anymore. We have the culture. Let's get the scheme guy in. And now they get the scheme guy in and you can't scheme. Yeah. So, and like, we're, if we're going to tie it to the lion's hire, which I think we both have had a couple good laughs about, like that guy is definitely bringing over a culture. I wouldn't say it's a winning culture or even a culture that I would want to play for. If I was a professional, it, it seems it appears to be the culture of owning a boat. That, that's the most <laughs> I can get from that guy. Owning a boat and like three X, ex-wives but before we get too far away from the nfc championship game um i would like to uh break down the end of the game a little bit and Mm -hmm. uh for the benefit of our podcast listeners and my fellow podcast hosts i recorded my thoughts from the last seven minutes of the game if you'll indulge me oh Um, my god go there each Permission one inc- granted already. Each one included with timestamps. Okay, Kevin Lardner, go ahead and skip ahead uh, 10 minutes from now. Uh, 6.26 left in the fourth quarter. The Packers have a chance to win and ruin my bet. I was uh, Packers minus 3.5. Serves me right. 4.48 left in the fourth quarter. Aaron Rodgers was a responsible citizen wearing his mask on the sideline. I have to say, relative to other athletes I've seen wearing their mask on the sideline, Aaron Rodgers did He's do a very good masked. job doing it. Yeah. He always is like fully masked up. He also does a good job of social distancing because his uh, coaches teammates and, hate him. <laughs> teammates and family him. hate him. <laughs> That's true. Um, 442 left. My only hope is a Packers OT win. Uh, that did not quite manifest itself. Uh, 215. Rodgers gave up on a scramble with a hold and again at 209. So this was in the series um, 
right at the end where they had the ball in the red zone. It looked like Rodgers could have scrambled out to the right and at least picked up some yardage and made it a third and manageable or a fourth and not seven and chose to give it up. Was that a business decision or what? Because he clearly passed up yardage in both plays. Uh, it's a business decision. Either that or like, Twitter, you could back me up on this though. The, 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 the strength of Tampa's defense is that they go side to side so well. I think that, um, uh, I think that the Bucks defense definitely played a lot better than they thought they were going to. And with having both of their safeties out and one of them being Antoine Winfield Jr., who I think is really good. I'm really impressed with the way that that defense was able to play um, with like having how many weapons that team has on offense. Like I was very, very kind of shocked with how well they played, how they were able to turn the ball over a couple times. Um, um, also, while we're talking about the defense, this is from the first quarter. I have this note, but Jason Pierre-Paul still playing at a very high level. <laughs> Speaking of a little side note, and I know this is going to cross over, but like, I don't know if you guys know who Stephen Che is from the Yak on Barstool, but I don't know if you follow his JPP videos. They're so fucking funny. I, I don't know what it is. I'm just like, do, do the video, do the video. Um, the, the Buccaneers do have some great throwbacks and, uh, I feel like that guy wears a lot of the creamsicles, which I'm a huge fan of. They need to go um, back to the cream. If they've run out of the tunnel with the creamsicles on for the Super Bowl, like I'm putting my entire 401k on the Bucks. There you go. <laughs> um, Luke, to go back to your point, that play was on third down, correct? They did it twice where it looked like he could have, um, sort of squeaked out and picked up yards third and fourth or yeah, second third and fourth. You know, um, oh yeah, second and third. Yeah, toilet. He like climbed the pocket and he starts like he starts sort of drifting to his right a little bit and he crosses himself over to throw it down the middle. Um, but I the the first time I saw it, I thought he was going to run. So and did the I. Second time I thought I thought he was going to run too because it's that typical Rogers play where like you do everything you can to cover the receivers and then it's like oh wait that's right he can scramble to get eight yards every single time he needs to because. Everybody in coverage has their back turned to him. Or take the slide and get the elbow off the head and automatic first down. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I wish I had a yeah, yeah, a bunch of like flags will throw and then and then uh, Troy Aikman will go, I don't know about that one. <laughs> like my point is like you are the like if you're Matt LaFleur, like you've played out every scenario in your head. So if this is one of the scenarios in your head, you think you'd tell Aaron like, hey, if you don't get this touchdown on first, second, or third down, we are going to be kicking a field goal. You know, like, and it seemed like Aaron was not on the same page with him with that decision and knowing that that was going to be the plan. Um, and if that was the plan, maybe Aaron Rodgers gets that to be a little bit closer by scrambling for a couple yards. When people were like, Aaron could have run this in, I'm like, okay, Aaron is elusive, but Aaron's not going to, like, turn on the afterburners and beat all yeah. the to the pylon. Like, that's not fucking happening anymore. That's what, that's what I thought, too. Yeah, exactly. Seventh or fourth and goal from the seven, like fourth and goal from the three or four yard line. That's a different story. So even on the second, even on the second down too, to like he could run, he could have scrambled, gotten a couple more yards, and all of a sudden you have third and four or so. You know, like a third and goal from the four. It it just opens things up. Like you could run and get a couple of yards. Like you could you could draw. I mean you I mean you probably still throw for the end zone, but I I don't know. It just it it, it just. Aaron Jones too. He's getting a lot of like a lot of heat for being hurt, but I mean, I think he would have helped him. I, I mean, I don't blame him for being out. I mean, he was clearly like rocked on that hit where he fumbled, but 
Um, I think he was like a serious dimension to their game that they're missing because like Jamal Williams is good, but like he's he's just like eh. I mean he's like he's like a great number two, but he'll never be anything better than that. And then uh, this Dylan guy is like good as well, but he he just doesn't. They're never no none of them are as good as uh, Jones. I have some other. As much as it pains me to say this, like we're we're lamenting with the Packers, so like this is like it is just like. I, yeah, I had a bet on them too, Luke, and it was like the one time I kind of was like in their corner and like they fucked me over. Like it just it, – we can never get it right. We just hate the team. Um, you brought up their draft, so I want to do a deep dive on that once Luke is done with his timestamp because I got some takes about their 2019 draft. I mean, you know what happens next. LaFleur kicks the field goal instead of going for it with Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback. If anybody's listening to this for our sports takes, they probably heard this take a million times. Like, it's up there with some of the dumbest decisions ever made in the NFL. Dan Campbell. <laughs> so I I don't want to belabor the point too much. Um, and then my only other notable point from the game is that uh, Kevin King had a really bad day. <laughs> had like an all time bad day. <laughs> If you think your day is bad. Um, yeah, it was really bad. Um, he got torched by Scotty Miller, which was cool. Um, shout out. Shout out. And yeah, the the uh, Tampa Bay. Um, my final note is uh, LaFleur fucked it up in all caps. Oh, okay, nice. Analysis. Um I forgot where I was going there, too. We're going to go to... Yeah, no, you were going to do some draft talk. Yeah, so um, I brought up the 2019 draft. So um, let me know how many of these players actually play for the Packers. 2019, first pick, number 12, Rashawn Gary. He plays. He doesn't start, but he plays. Yeah, he's he's like a situational pass rusher. Uh, Darnell Savage, their nickel corner. He's on a different team, isn't he? Darnell, no, Darnell, he plays. Um, Elgerton Jenkins. Guard. Elgerton Jenkins, he a dog. Let's go. Dog. Mississippi State. Ooh, 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 ooh. If I was a GM, I would just draft everybody from Mississippi State. There's so many good players. <laughs> cool. I'm not, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding, but keep going. Uh, Jason Sternberger, who is there. Dude, he sucks. He's, he's, he's gotten usurped by Tunyon. Tunyon. Robert Tunyon, who is an undrafted free agent, I think. This is UDFA. Um, and then the rest of them are people I've never heard of before. Then we'll jump to 2020, which people are mostly familiar with. Jordan Love didn't yeah. really play this year. Duh. AJ Dillian. AJ Dillon didn't really play this year. Their round three pick was Josiah Degura, another tight end who didn't really play this year. Uh, fifth round pick was a linebacker, Kamal Martin. Didn't really play this year. And a backup guard in the sixth round, John Runyon. Like, what are they doing? Like, what has happened to – like, they used to, like, get steal after steal in the draft, and, like, they just look like they're incredibly poorly run right now. I don't know, man. I We could only hope. This is, like, extremely wishful thinking because it's going to turn out that Runyon or whatever is going to be, like – the tackle that anchors their offensive line for a decade while Jordan Love tears a to- uh, tour de force over the NFC North and like personally burns Ford Field to the ground. Um, so I don't want to like get too far ahead and be like, yeah, the Packers 2020 draft class sucks. 
when the Bears have beat them exactly like twice in the past decade. I guess my point is like the all these Packer fans are like, yeah, Aaron should leave. Like it sucks here. Like they like they're living it every day. Like they realize that the drafting hasn't gone the, the way. Like there's been more misses than hits in the last few years, especially. Yeah. And you went thirteen and three two years in a row, and you have two kind of embarrassing losses. Like you got kind of got killed by the 49ers last year. That wasn't even a game last year, dude. Like, and they killed kind them of in the regular season. Like yeah. you got killed by the team in the regular season. You learned nothing, and they killed you again in the playoffs. And then the same thing happens to the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers kill you at their own place, and they come up and beat you in the playoffs. Like I don't know. Like kind of that comes down to personnel. Like obviously their scheme is good. Like it's not like they didn't score points. You know. They have a winning culture, so I think it comes down to personnel. Eh, do they have a winning culture, though? I mean, you go thirteen and three two years in a row. Like I think that's yeah. Okay, I guess I'll give it to you. But but is this a, is this an appropriate time to uh, discuss my take? Yeah, go ahead. Well, no, I'll, I'll wrap up mine really quick. Yeah, go for it. Just prepare yourselves mentally for Aaron Rodgers to be on the Packers. I'm not saying it's going to happen next year. Patriots. But yeah. You said the Packers. I'm also oh. prepared for Aaron Rodgers to be on the Packers too. Yeah, it's sort of the headspace I've been living in. Correct. Okay, so on the Packers, or if he's not on the Packers, I could see him being on the Patriots, which would melt my brain. Because there's no way they're going to trade him within the conference, but I could see them trading them to the Patriots. They would do it. They would do it if they thought they could like fuck the Bears on it, right? Like if they like. No, I'm serious. You're giving the Bears way too much credit, dude. No, no. I'm like if they thought that they could like just rob them of all of their riches, and they're like, cool, have like fun with two years of Rogers or whatever. It's and then, the, then we we own your first round picks now until 2032. Here, this is this is you, Zach. Uh, this is a verbal meme. Um, it's Don Draper and Ginsburg in the elevator, and Ginsburg is uh, labeled the Bears, and he's saying you're going to trade Aaron Rodgers to fuck us. And Don Draper is the Packers, and he's saying I don't think of you at all. <laughs> That's where you're at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we are the sheep and they are the lions right now. I don't know, like but the lions, but the lions. You know? Speaking of the court, speaking of the quarterback market, I mean, where do you where do you think we're actually going to be? Like, with the, the the Jay Glazer had a had a report out, and he's like, the Bears are going to be serious contenders for um, or serious players in the market for this means Jimmy Garoppolo. <sighs> Get ready no, to Marcus, pay someone way too much money. Marcus Mariota, like three years, seventy-five million, or something dumb. Like I don't. Eh. Mitch <laughs> Trubisky back on like a team-friendly deal. Gardner yes. Minshew. Oh. <laughs> Get used to Mitch Trubisky and a team-friendly deal being a real possibility, guys. No toilet. I think the real. I, honestly, I think the real thing is like. I bet you. I bet you. Like Belichick doesn't really want to trade. He'll he trade. I think he trade for Watson. I don't think he would trade for Rogers. What? what no, do I don't. Think? I just. I know because it's it's like a it's like a control thing. All right. Like we've clearly saw he had he had better Rogers in in all in like in the um in the in the in the facility and you let him go. This is like like he. I, has so much wealth in the world. He obviously doesn't care about his family. He's literally at this point only playing for legacy. Like he needs to win another Super Bowl to well, be in the conversation. But I mean, he's going to get paid. He's gonna, it doesn't matter the money thing. He's going to get paid wherever because he's got his contract unless he voids it to sign a new one. But like he, he's got like four years. He's got like three years left on this deal. Two. Like two. oh two is it two? Okay. 
This um, year it doesn't make sense to cut them, but after this year it does kind of make sense to cut them. Like it's amateur, money. amateur capologist right over here. <laughs> Toilet Sexton. Uh no, but I, I just I would see I would see him doing something like trading a bunch of picks away for, for Watson though. So you could be like, all right, we've reloaded for the next ten years. Like Tom, I'm coming for the legacy rankings, brother. The annoying thing is Bill Simmons is like, we don't even hit first or second round picks anyway. So who cares? We should just trade them all. I'm like, God damn it. You're so insufferable. Like that's the same kind of cockiness that drives me nuts. But isn't that what, isn't that what I said too in the group chat when, when flan bags brought it up and I was like, would you rather have this list of first round picks or Deshaun Watson? Yeah. Like I know, right. I know the, the idea is like, you want to, you want to be able to have the capital because you're hoping that you have that draft where you hit on, on everybody or you just assume that because it's a first round pick they're going to be great like yeah the better I mean, we've even made first round picks and had them in house and let them go and like leonard floyd's having a pro bowl season like i don't okay. fucking know like this is this is like ridiculous i can't don't, even do you really miss leonard floyd yeah compared to compared to robert quinn yeah yeah well robert quinn for 30 million dollars is a failed experiment but i don't <laughs> really miss robert quinn because or i'm oh. sorry uh Leonard Floyd because he didn't really produce like he he did the function of being on an I, amazing defense with a good D coordinator. I will I will I will retort with he produced against the Packers and for me my meatballness that's, that's all that matters. Like if if, if, if you if you year? could get, if you show up twice a year against Green Bay, I mean I'll never forget. I think his rookie year when he sacked Rodgers for that fumble touchdown, and I was like Hall of Fame. Look out for this guy. Hall of Fame. Right here, right there. He's coming. No, but I, I always thought he, he balled out against the Packers, and I appreciated that because every other star player we've ever had in my lifetime has turtled against the Packers, except for Brian Urlacher. He always showed up. That's a great way to grab some headlines. Whenever Matt Nagy hopefully eventually gets fired and the new guy comes in, and he just says, you know what we're going to do? We're going to win the division, and we're going to beat the Packers. And Done. I'm going to be... I'm gonna be ride or die with that's that. Lovey Smith. That, that's exactly board. what Lovey Smith did. But I know. You know I, mean, I would be on board too. Bring him back. I have we been on board with a coach since Lovey Smith? Uh, we'll I take haven't. the first. We'll take the first year of Tressman out. I mean, we were there were some there were some Nagy year and, one. There are some there are some texts that we're probably not too happy about about the Tressman first year. The first drive against the Packers in year one of Matt Nagy <gasps> was pretty exciting, and then zero moments since then. Yeah, I mean, we climaxed too early. Yeah. It was actually, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. uh, well, you brought up Mitch Trubisky, and let's just give a quick shout-out to Mitch getting that ring this weekend. We're really excited for you, Mitch. Good for him, man. We forget that he's a human. Yeah. Mitch is getting married for all the listeners. Good for him. Yeah. Nice kid. Congrats. I mean, he's made a lot of money. He's going to He's gonna continue. I mean, he. The I guess the what what would be the, the pinnacle of his career, I guess, would be we're I mean, excuse me. Camp in rural Ohio. The, <laughs> I was the, say, game. the opti the optimal the optimal outcome right now for the rest of his career would be, I guess, like long starter, maybe a Philip Rivers type if he could get some coach to turn him around. I I, I I'm saying that's the optimal. Like, I, I'm not the the likelihood of it happening is not high. The likelihood of the actuality of the rest of his career is like Chase Daniel. That's a good career. There. I don't see either of those happening for Mitchell. I, I mean, a career backup? Are you kidding me? I he, think has he's, a, he has a winning record. It's Fitz, think, it's Fitzpatrick. Yeah, that's what well, that's, that's what that, I mean. That, that is that's, Mitch Trubisky. That's what that's what that's what I mean. Like he he just he could give you some instant offense in some games, and he'll be really bad in others, and he'll 
even out to being super mediocre, but who make a shit ton of money by doing that is what I'm trying to say. That's the oh yeah, one hundred percent. The career wise, I'm talking like his the 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 highest probability is that he's gonna like make forty million dollars as like a backup for the next ten years. Okay, so for you're all looking of- at me like I have a third eye. I'm like. I- He's a first round. He's a first round pick. <laughs> like, like this. But this is. But I'm. Well, no. What I'm trying to say is, you're giving a lot of these dumb GMs too much credit. Like you're uh, by saying that they're not going to sign it. They wouldn't sign him to like. Hey, we have a former first round pick as our backup quarterback. Oh, hi, a division winner as well. Um, here's a question: Do you guys think that Mitch Trubisky is better than uh, Jimmy Garoppolo? Yes. Y- y- Ooh, uh, it's a conversation, right? It's a conversation, sure. Okay, okay so, I take I walk that back. Marginally better. So the difference between the two is if Mitch and Jimmy Garoppolo just body snatched. Mitch was the one who got to be a backup on the Patriots and take over a very efficient offense and look like a competent quarterback for for four games or whatever it was. Maybe it was even two games, um, and then get you know traded to a team with a in, I think a very well-respected offensive coordinator in Kyle Shanahan. And Shanahan run, rocks and run a very efficient run, run play scheme. action offense. Like we could all see Mitch kind of, you know, holding the steering wheel and landing that same plane and having a similar result of Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Like maybe they go to an NFC Championship game, maybe they get to the Super Bowl and lose. Like, hey, he's an overthrow away from beating Pat Mahomes in the Super Bowl. You never know. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is, like, they're pretty. They they are on. They're similar in ability, but they're on completely different trajectories. I mean, right now they're both on the downslope. But um, my point is, I don't think Mitch is ever going to get that chance. Like Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be that guy. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get contract after contract. Because I, I disagree. That's, that, I, but that's what that's what I'm trying to say. Toilet is that like. The, the slim probability is that he does get a chance to, like, revitalize his career under a very reputable head coach, right? Like a... Yeah, but who... Like a Belichick. Yeah, I know, but who's going to do it? Who's going to do it? Who's going to do that? Whoever, whoever misses out, whoever misses out on... Because what are these... One of these coaches is going to miss out on the sweepstakes for the quarterbacks because I think it's pretty much almost written in stone that the Colts are going to get Stafford and then... Um, who you got Watson Watson's probably they're saying now that like Watson probably won't even get traded until part of the way through the season. Cause they're like the Texans are going to try and call his bluff on, on sitting out. So then if you wait until after the draft and some of these teams have already settled their quarterback position, I mean, all of a sudden his value theoretically would plummet. I guess I my, mean, larger value, point, yeah. Sorry. my larger point is like, in the Aaron Rodgers mental floor situation, you have like a pretty good schemer and a very good quarterback together. And with our situation, you have an okay quarterback and a pretty bad schemer together. Like the good schemer can elevate the, you know, one can elevate the other. Oh, yeah. Coaching matters. You need for at sure. least one of those together. And the Bears yeah. have zero of them right now. Well, so we either need to get a proper offensive coordinator. When you get a proper quarterback, I mean, okay. look at look at Mike McCarthy. I'm about to end years. the meatball segment. We've been talking about Bears coaching for 45 minutes now. <laughs> I'm about to put a Bears embargo on the podcast. I know for all of our listeners who like are deeply interested in our football takes, two weeks left. I promise, guys. <laughs> but we're gonna get all of the Bears stuff out of the way. Then we're gonna take a break from the Bears. I promise. If you 
think for a second if you that I am not doing. <laughs> I am not going to be doing a like four hour draft recap on the Bears seventh round pick. You are mistaken, sir. You know what? You're you know, sorely fine. mistaken. Fine, we'll get there in April. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, yeah. Let's let's save all the off season bear stuff for a little bit. But um, excited for you, Mitch. You're a human being. You deserve to be happy. Hopefully, you and your wife are very happy together. It's a good kid that Mitch Trubisky. Shame it didn't work out. Well, um, it might, but to be continued. <laughs> We're about an hour and a half in, and it's getting late. Toilet is already in bed, so I want to make sure that we all get a good night's sleep. Um, There are two segments that I think that are really topical today that I want to touch on. Yeah. Um, The first is one of your segments, Toilet, and this goes back to a story. um, I guess last week was the inauguration 20 days ago was, um, you know, the storming of the Capitol. So, uh, Toilet, I think you have some thoughts on that that you'd like to share. Yeah, so this uh, was uh, the brainchild was birthed on the morning of January 6th um, in the early stages of what later turned out to be a deadly insurrection. Um, At first was a comical um, scene uh, earlier in the day of, uh, loud mouthing and blowharding and <laughs> complaining about Oprah. <laughs> yeah, just you know, and it it turned you know to a very negative, sour note, um, which I don't feel like I really need to recap, and it's not why you turned tuned into this podcast. But my original thought, you know, going back to probably ten thirty, eleven a.m. that day was, man, would it suck to just be like an insurance adjuster who <laughs> happens to work in Washington D.C. <laughs> near pennsylvania avenue like you're some some like guy working an entry-level job for deloitte and you gotta go over and like talk to some some like cfo in an office near the Capitol, and you're like god damn it today yeah like to 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 have to like plan like your entire day around hey there's gonna be like a rally tomorrow down by my work so i need to show up to work you know, I need to plan my uh, arrival like two to three hours in advance so that I'm able to get to work on time or I have to park somewhere and then take a bus or even walk blocks and blocks to you know, get where I need to go. Um, that's pretty that's pretty tough. Yeah, I, I was thinking about it in terms of like, yes, it would absolutely suck to have an office job in downtown D.C. near the Capitol. But I was also thinking about what some of the worst jobs might be during times of like any active protest or any sort of like hullabaloo going on near the Capitol. Um, I have to imagine working at a subway near the Capitol during a protest has to be like a really challenging time. Could you imagine guy like, Hey, uh, that's five people ordering meatball subs in a row. Look, if you're going to order a meatball sub, I'm going to have to see you eat it here. We're getting a lot of complaints of people throwing meatball subs at you at DC police. If you, I know that you're not eating them if you're ordering them with lettuce. Stop throwing meatball subs at the police. <laughs> this is uh, making fun of my... T- good, my- good call, a good callback joke. Yeah, it's a callback from last week with just a tiny bit of shredded, wilted shredded lettuce on top. <laughs> 
Um, the other like worst job that I thought that you could have would be um, the hotel bun hotel bartender, and this is specifically after the Capitol riot. But yeah, do you see that tweet of like everybody just like chilling there, like post fight scene from Anchorman? It's like, oh, that escalated quickly. I have to imagine that. It was just like a bunch of fucking chuds sitting there trying to out America each other with their drink orders. Like, uh, yeah, uh, I'll have a Woodford on the rocks. And some other guy would come up and be like, Woodford, you're going to order that shit from that trader Mitch McConnell state? All the Tito's, please. And the other guy goes, Vodka? You some kind of ruski? My wife drinks that with cranberry juice when she's on her period, you pussy. And then the other guy goes, fine. We'll both order a beer from a nice American-owned company. Uh, that'll be two Budweiser's, please. <laughs> two, two diesels. <laughs> and then uh, the joke there is that Anheuser-Busch is owned by AB InBev out of Leuven, Belgium. Owned... Um, yeah, that was kind of uh, my thought because it kind of reminded me of like how Midwestern people talk about the weather. Like, if there's any kind of hint of inclement weather, obviously, the, as of us recording, there was a pretty large blizzard that hit Chicago today, and it's Alan just blizzard. Great how, like the town comes together when there's inclement weather. Like, you know, you get a call from your mother, and she's like, "Hey, did you see it's gonna snow?" And like, she's helping you plan your commute. Like, she's helping you, like, raise a child. Like, it's like, oh, my God, did you see what's going to happen tomorrow? Like, holy shit. Like, do you need me to go to the grocery store for you? Like, what can we do to help, like, make this an easy transition for everyone? What can I do on my way home? You know, should I be picking up some milk and eggs? Maybe I'll be snowed in for a few days. Um, So I need bread, milk, and eggs. Yeah. Like, no, but like instead of inclement weather in 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 illinois like in dc they just get inclement protests just yeah. oh, there's protests coming in we gotta go stock up at the grocery store yeah make sure you wear your steel-toed boots yeah carry your gun it's annoying if you're working in downtown dc but if you're a woman who's trying to let a guy down a little bit easy and not like outright reject him, um, it's really convenient because you're just set up with excuses forever as to why you don't want to see or hang out with this guy. He texts you like, Hey, come over. She's like, Ooh, yeah, I really wish I could, but the National Guard is really mucking up traffic. Yeah, I saw on Google Maps that it takes four and a half hours to get across the city. Or like, ooh, yeah, I wish I could, but yeah, Baked Alaska is live streaming from my neighbor's front lawn. Yeah, I really wish I could tonight, but yeah, I've gotten Alaska, and he's got he's got Periscope <laughs> open in my front lawn, and I don't really want to go out. You know, I don't feel really good about it. So sorry, maybe some other time. It's just a bunch of like bunch of bunch of dudes just cosplaying with rifles out in front of my house. Like sorry. They're not feeling going outside. Sorry, I'm about to jump into a live action role play that might turn into a live action story. Yeah, uh Steven Crowder set up a card table in front of my apartment and I don't really want to talk to him, so maybe next friday i don't know (laughs) 
Yeah, Alex Jones is uh, in front of my house, and I kind of want to listen to him, so <laughs> I don't want you coming over. Thanks. I've got a front yard Jones going on. Maybe if I didn't have a front yard Jones, but I, I do have a front yard Jones today. <laughs> Uh, well, I know that we are Midwestern, and uh, it is part of our ancestral spirit to talk about the weather. Um, Toilet, you just brought it up. Um, today, we did have a blizzard in the greater Chicagoland area. How much snow would you say we got, Toilet? Um, probably 8 to 10 inches. So, so a, really, uh, a, a really good snow. Uh, Mr. Uh, a Mr. Perfect Inch Snow. A Mr. Perfect Inch Snow. Perfect. Got inch Perfect Snow. <laughs> um, but this snowfall, even though it was on a Tuesday, wasn't the same. Um, because even though roads were closed and school wasn't open, there wasn't a snow day. This is correct. Um, it is an official eulogy for the snow day. Um, I hopped on the group chat this morning to uh, kind of commiserate with the fellas and let them know that uh, snow days may be no more. And if you are a uh, Midwesterner who, you know, looks forward to, you know, the off chance that you might be able to get a random day off from school and be able to hang out with, you know, your or work and man. sing some sea shanties on a, on a weekday. Um, eat some boxed mac and cheese and some instant hot cocoa. Give your neighbor a bloody nose by hucking a snowball filled with ice at his face. Yeah, it's not going to happen anymore. Um, we had a full school day remotely, and my kids could not be more depressed, and it was very obvious. I feel so bad if this is like if this is one of the uh, institutional casualties of the pandemic is at. Like at the beginning of school, all the teachers are going to say, hey, you know, we need to have you guys sign up for Zoom in the off chance that we have a class canceled or a <laughs> class canceled uh, or we get a snow day. Toilet's showing some old pictures, I believe, of him and Luke on a snow day. That is correct. Senior year, snow day, two princes. Oh my god! The gleeful wow. smile of an eighteen-year-old toilet hucking a snowball. But that—I no mean—that's gonna—that's gonna—that's gonna suck. I mean, can you can you guys negotiate that as a union? Like, just say, hey, if there's a snow day, it's a fucking snow day. You know, we're not doing—we're not pivoting to Zoom. You know, I will gladly go an extra day in the in the summer so I don't have to get up at six in the morning, shovel my damn driveway in my car, and freeze and like slip and slide off the road and I'll just stay home. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so here's kind of, uh, the difference. My joke answer is, yeah, the teachers union and the monkey union and the pipe fitters union are all getting together to kind of <laughs> see if we can kind of triangulate the negotiations here. But, um, there's a difference between a snow day and a cold day, which I feel like wasn't really a thing as we were a kids. Um, and this is a pro, uh, climate change is a real thing podcast. Um, cold we believe the science have happened a few times in the few years I've been teaching um, where if, if the wind chill is below negative 30 at the time students would be out waiting for the bus 
school gets canceled because kids shouldn't be outside. You know, little elementary school kids, whatever, should who have to wait outside for the bus shouldn't have to do that. It's too cold to go to school. And that is a case where I feel like you could still have school remotely because, I mean, you cannot go outside. There's nothing you can do other than stay in your house and hang out. But a snow day like today is the perfect opportunity to go mess around with your friends. It was so nice. I took Hank for a walk and I saw kids actually playing outside in the snow, building forts and things like that. And it warmed my little heart. Um, oh, your 30 oh yeah. I mean, like, I remember living in the neighborhood by K-Bad and Chew. Like, when it was a snow day, like, you just threw on your snow pants at 8 a.m. and you were just outside in the snow, came inside for a grilled cheese at noon, and you went back out until it was yep. dark. Yep. Yeah. And you built you... snow forts at the church across the street because it had the massive parking lot. Mm-hmm. Your hands are fucking frostbitten to shit. Your the pants under your snow pants are soaking wet. Yeah. You've been trudging up and down a hill all day. And it is a pure joy that you retain for the rest of your life from your childhood and i mean like pure heart of gold kind of joy that comes with turning on wls at 5 45 in the morning hearing your elementary school's name called and being like fuck yes mom fuck yes fuck you we're going we're having a snow day <laughs> snow day did you guys ever have them in college no, uh, I, that's, that's not a pure heart of gold joy. That's getting drunk we, kind of day. We had a we had a we had a snow day my sophomore year, and it was like the first week. It was like the second week back from break too. So it was like it was it was awesome. It was all time. We all that was uh, we remember I believe it. deemed snowmageddon. That was that was that was snowmageddon. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. In the future, Good memory the, toilet. In the future, due to climate change. We're probably going to need to explain to our children what uh, snow was, but we'll also probably need to explain what day is after SpaceX gets the rights to extract lithium from the stratosphere and removes the blue color from daytime, and it's replaced with an artificial sun. Wow, that is... it's really Topic depressing. For another day. <laughs> like made me really sad thinking about that. I was like all on board with the like haha joke about snow thing and then I was like, oh shit. No, we're just gonna have cool Blade Runner twenty forty nine nighttime all the time. Wow, you did not get permission to go there and now I'm yeah. really bummed. Now out. I'm really bummed. Like I, I got home I got home today, I don't want to brag. It was uh, sunny and high sixties mm. and I did some yard work and it was lovely. And I enjoyed it. Actually, what climate change means is that Chicago is going to get less snow days, but Nashville is occasionally going to get walloped with a 14-inch yeah. blizzard. <laughs> I, 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 Actually, I would love it. It would be so much fun. <laughs> and then to get a tornado the very next day. Snow-nado. Oh, to be an insurance claims adjuster the day after the 14-inch snowstorm in Nashville. <laughs> It's like everybody calling like, hey, am I covered for this? <laughs> like my roof caved in because there was like seven tons of snow. But yeah, major fucking rips to the snow day, boys. Major rips. So I, Toilet yeah. was the cool teacher of the year who just kind of checked in with the kids, had a quick chat and just said, hey, guys, if you need me, I'm here. If you want to go enjoy the snow day, go ahead and turn all the lights off and play video games for 20 minutes. Dude, that's 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 the fucking that's that's the way to go, man. You gotta te- you gotta let the kids be kids, dude. You know, oh, yeah, if they, no. if it was a regular snow day, let them go play. 
Yeah, that's what I keep writing on kids' detentions is uh, <laughs> boys being boys. So. <laughs> he just wanted to play like 17 more hours of Pokemon. Like, boys will be boys. Uh, the insult was, in fact, a massive own on the victim. <laughs> Sad but true. Good burn. <laughs> it was sick. I wish I had thought of it, but he still deserves a detention. 420% wrecked. <laughs> I'm making him write lines, but he has to write that burn over and over again because it was so sick. <laughs> Actually, has to write material for me. For yes, next year. <laughs> my my uh, my uh, crowd work material. His detention will be eight thirty p.m. on Tuesday with the lads. Uh, he'll be a featured guest on a Midworth podcast. Hope he's got an internet connection. <laughs> he's doing fifteen minutes at the teachers' union hall bar. <laughs> <sighs> well, is that a good place to end it this week? Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's a good spot. Yeah, for sure. All right, boys, until next week. Uh, enjoy the snow um, for toilet sack. Enjoy your mild weather. Thank you. Chicken. We actually probably are going to get some snow tomorrow, though. Like It might be like a light dusting, like a conversational snow. Ooh. Car topper. Um, until next week. Bring your mom. Bring your mom. Love you, boys. Love you, boys. Fuck okay.